0: Much! Bunch! Bunch! Some of the stigma around single parenting.
1: As soon as the single parent card came up, wow. no one wanted to give me... It's
0: such an issue, isn't it? Uh,
1: it's been the best thing I've ever done, but it's definitely been the hardest. It's been really challenging. This
0: society almost puts this
2: pressure on you. I yeah. think the
1: pressure we put on ourselves is way too much.
2: But the stigma's reducing. There's actually hope there. It's
1: amazing how much courage you have when you're faced with that kind of adversity. I have to be the best version of myself for my child. But
2: actually, you're often doing a lot better than you ever realised.
0: Welcome to Budge, How to Fudge Being Human, the podcast that uses behavioral science, nudge theory and a bit of psychology to help you be better at being a human uh, at work and generally in life. Um, Make sure you check us out on YouTube, like and subscribe and Apple Podcast and of course Spotify and all your finest social media platforms. Today, we're we're talking about something a bit different. Uh, As always, I'm joined by Dr. Darren Coppin, speaker, writer, behavioral scientist, Uh, lover. Um, And I'm actually going to say something sensible for a change, you've just told me that you actually created the most successful employment programme
2: for returning people to work in the the world. The biggest uplift that was studied, so 48% yes. But may I introduce you Paul? Yes. To to deflect any attention, uh, Managing Director of one of Australia's largest education training and employment organisations and also a gentleman it turns out thinks that paddleboarding is an American torture methodology.
0: (laughs) anyway, but, but <laughs> more importantly, though, than Darren and I, we have uh, an amazing guest today, Sonia McDonald, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, obviously we've known each other a few years through the incredible work you've done in leadership. Um, founder and CEO of Leadership HQ, uh, and of course in the top uh, 100 uh, entrepreneurs in Australia and the top 250 uh, influential women in the world. Uh, writer of three books, speaker, doing amazing things uh, in the leadership space thank you so much for joining us today
1: oh, thank you so much but <laughs> Do you like asking, it's great it's, it's, <laughs> I, I still I still find it really challenging to hear someone talk about that I the suppose stuff. that's that whole humility thing right it but really it's is.
0: But yeah. it's uh,
1: sometimes we forget, right, what we've achieved. So thank you. That's a great introduction. But we have known each other for many years I and know. I've been very blessed to have known you for such a long I, time. I was actually
0: reflecting on the fact, did you, you know, you, you run a, a leadership program for us a few years ago. and. Um, uh, it occurred to me, with you coming uh, to, to record the podcast, you know, there's actually people in that program now, we've got somebody in the general management position. Uh, somebody went on, and I think is in, in a CEO of a small organization, you've got people in leadership, there's three or four, of them. there was like 12 or 15 in the program a few years ago. There's three or four in senior leadership uh, positions in uh, government. So I, I actually, it's only because we sat recording the podcast, and I thought, wow. The impact that that had and, and the, the long-term outcomes were just incredible, yeah. I mean, I well, probably, you've made
1: my year. Yeah, I, I should
0: probably actually put that all in writing somewhere and um, and, and send that to you. But um, yeah, Sonia, we, obviously people are going to be expecting us to talk about leadership today, but we're actually not going to because because you and I have something very much in common uh, in the fact that we are both full-time single parents. I suppose I'm going to start off with some quite sort of personal questions here to kind of explain where you and I come from in this space. Um, but you, you are a full-time single mum, a single parent, and you have been, I think, for, for most of your daughter's life.
1: Yeah, for 17 years now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when she was four. Wow, Yeah, okay. yeah.
0: And, and how has that experience sort of um, changed you?
1: Oh, I think it's probably been the most courageous thing I've ever done. You know, I, I keep saying, well, when people ask me about it, I say, you know, the universe only gives you what you can handle. And I kind of back then went... No universe, I don't know about this one. Uh, look, I think it's fundamentally changed who I am. Uh, I think it actually took me on the path to where I am now because obviously when it was just her and I and I became a full-time solo parent uh, over in Shanghai, China.
0: Oh wow, so you yeah. went in Australia when it happened? No. My goodness.
1: And, um, so so, so
0: you're, you're a single parent in Shanghai Yeah. and you have to get back to Australia?
1: Yeah, I, I write about it in my book. Actually, the um, the last one I wrote around First Comes Courage" because obviously, looking at that time was so courageous. Um, when it happened, we were left with very little money in the bank. Um, lucky I had a part time job over there, and I remember going and everyone had said to me like how stoic I was, and uh, like I, I think there's a, what's going on here, like you're being really brave and courageous here. And I thought I had to be for my daughter, so. And I remember going and seeing a... Um, everyone said, we need, you need to see a psychologist. So I went and saw a psychologist. And the psychologist, I am sitting out in the... Because um, my ex-husband decided to abandon my daughter and I. And uh, I remember seeing this psychologist and I was completely devastated. And uh, you can probably read between the lines what happened. But I remember sitting outside this office to see this psychologist. And she was this American woman. And she says, she brings me in. She says, right, you know, what are your challenges in American accent? And I had to do an American accent, but she was saying, you know, and I was, <laughs> like, like, and I was like, okay, and then I told her, I literally sat there for an hour and she said, okay, that's $100. And I went, what? And she said, I don't want to see you ever again. And I said, I <laughs> that screwed up, right? I was like, what? And she said, I don't want to see you again. And I said, why? And she said, I want you to leave the country. Get your passports, pack your things, leave.
2: Wow. You don't
1: know what's going to happen we don't have a good Australia or the government doesn't have the best around that kind of like if something happens to your daughter here or you don't know the state of mind of your ex-partner and all this and your ex-partner is Australian he's from Scotland okay yeah um, but he was yeah he's Australian um, but he and then I came went home and um, s- spoke to work about it they were brilliant and t- I told him that you know I was leaving the country and he was like it was like was I was talk, like he just went yeah whatever and uh, packed my things and as soon as I got on the plane, burst into tears when Abby was asleep and had to come home and start all over again. Wow. Had to start my life all over and, again. And, and,
0: I, and what did that look like? So, so you, you, you came straight to Brisbane?
1: I came to the Gold Coast, moved back with mum and dad. Um, I was really lucky that the job I had over there, they, they really wanted to keep me, but it was just too challenging yeah. for me because they kept wanting me to travel and I couldn't travel because I was looking after Abby by myself. Yeah. Um, look, Mum and my parents were there to help, but it was really challenging, uh, I mean they had other priorities and it wasn't really, it was really challenging trying to find support. I went for about 40 different interviews to see if I could find another job. As soon as the single parent card came up, wow. no one wanted to give me. It's such
0: an issue isn't it? Uh,
1: it's. I was just floored, and it wasn't until I met someone um that worked in the leadership development space honestly i just i just had to put a roof over our heads and i thought oh my gosh i've got a degree i've had all this experience in the industry and as soon as a single parent card came up it was yeah look you're too risky we can't offer you flexibility thank goodness things have changed now i think it was like interview 41 i met someone that was looking for a coach and a facilitator and a consultant to work on construction sites and help engineers and superintendents in the leadership space. And I just basically went in and went. He, he said, you know, do you know much about leadership and about this space? And I just said, yeah, I know so much about leadership. I was like, please don't, <laughs> please don't ask me any questions. I, I was like, okay, I'm going to be making it here a little bit. I mean, but yeah, but I and I just researched and read. I got the job and I loved it. And that's yeah. how I kind of, that, it's because I just, I had to have that, that courage uh, for Abby for my daughter like I knew I had to put a roof over our heads and food on the table and uh, it was a really desperate time at the time and and that's what how Leadership HQ started I worked for someone else for a few years in the leadership space and I started it from a blog wow. um, so I just sort of thought look it's um and it's been really, it, it's been the best thing we have done, but it's definitely been the hardest. It's been really challenging being a full-time yeah. single parent.
0: I, mean, I, I, I don't know, if congratulations is the right word, but what, it's amazing what you've achieved. It really is, it's, it's fantastic. And look, my, my story is very different to yours, you know, and, and I, I was the CEO of Busy when I became a, a single dad and, and I have my now 10 year old, she was seven at the time, I've had her for three years. Yeah. And, um, uh, and, it, and it's funny, I, I then got involved, it was it's quite weird. I started, I joined this, this Facebook group and um, after, I, I forgot I joined it, and about two years ago, it popped up that it had been, uh, the administrators had abandoned it, and um, uh, and it was gonna close down. I thought, oh, you know what, I'm gonna jump on and become an admin yeah. for this Gold Coast single parents group. And, and it's grown over the last two years from about 180 people to two and a half thousand people. And now, oh. it's amazing what it does. And, and every day on the Gold Coast, there's actually social events for single parents who, 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 when they don't have the kids, there's trivia and there's party nights, and there's also then events for people to meet up on the weekend and school holidays yeah. and they go out and do stuff. And it's really, for me, I've been, you know, I've, I've struggled, I'll be honest with you, with, with the, the, the the mental health side of it. There's been times when I have struggled, particularly when I'm on my own with just, you know, my daughter um, uh, and, and, you know, that, that sort of, that whole isolation and all that sort of thing. But this this group has just, it kind of saved me, to be honest. And and it saved a lot of people, I think, in in many ways on the Gold Coast. But it opened my eyes up in the reality is I'm fortunate. I'm the CEO of a company. I I obviously have a good job. But it's opened my eyes up to the amount of people out there that are dealing with domestic violence issues and and, and basically poverty and housing and and social issues. But I want to come back to to, to one of the points that you made, which was that stigma. Because so many of them struggle to find work because they cannot find an employer who's willing to be flexible who's willing yeah. to accommodate the fact that you know what there are times when their son or daughter is going to be sick they got to come home from kindy um and i might throw to to to, to yourself first sonia and and then to darren to, to maybe explain some of the psychology of this but you know h- how much did that impact you the stigma of being a single parent and to what extent do you think it has kind of improved over the years
1: <sighs> that's a great question i mean I- I think that it it's improved. I think COVID really changed yeah. that because obviously now with the flexibility of being able to work from home, mm. look, I still think mm. there is, uh, and I think it's more common than we realise, this whole uh, single pa- being a solo parent, being a single parent, uh, but there is still a stigma, right? Like yeah. there's still a, there is still a, you know, the amount of times, unfortunately, and fortunately, you know, I spoke about it when I was speaking this morning at this conference, the amount of times I had to bring my daughter, uh, my daughter, because I couldn't find anyone to help me with her, I, could, I had to take her to work. I had to sometimes take her to meetings and she had to sit out at the reception. I had to take her to keynotes and put her at the back. Yep. You know, so you know, she'd be sitting there going, Oh, mom, like, really? Do I have to go to this? And I'd be like, I can't leave you at home alone and I have to work. And yep. if I, um, I even had clients unfortunately I lost clients because I was a single parent because they knew that I didn't have the the, the flexibility that they needed wow. and things and I thought there is still that uh, you know that that's that stigma and I actually think and even I actually love employing and supporting other single parents I actually think we work really hard like I think uh, I totally agree.
0: <laughs> it actually makes you want it, it, it makes you want to do more yeah to make, you almost feel this need to make up for the fact yeah. you're a single parent yeah and, and you know what's interesting uh, come back to that you're saying about um, uh, finding work and all that sort of thing, I, 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 flexibility. I work so hard to bring these policies into my organisation, the busy group, but it's interesting you still meet managers of certain sort of yeah. parts of business that still don't necessarily want to apply that flexibility that I want to at the, the sort of CEO level. It, it's, it's, it's amazing how much of that still exists. Darren, mate, we should probably ask you some questions about this because <laughs> you are, we, we should add that you are the, uh, a dad to two boys. Yeah, um, which is probably why you're up on the Gold Coast for a few days escaping, mate, isn't
2: it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, I miss them terribly. And they've got a, a brilliant mum and, and, you know, they're blessed to be in, uh, uh, join the household because it's much more common, you know, stigma, um, the, the flexible working is, 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 is making a, a big difference. And, and in terms of timing and hours and what have you, making things a little easier. But the stigma is reducing because in 1960 in the States, 9% of households were single parent households. It's now the highest in the world at 25%. Where's that? Sorry, the US? US. Yeah. The second highest is Australia and Britain with about 15%. Okay. Um, one of the lowest yeah. of uh, developed developing nations is Turkey with just 2%. Um, and, and there, there are different reasons for that that you, that you might I assume look cultural,
0: into. religious, that sort of thing, yeah,
2: potentially. Yeah, and this is this is Pew, yeah. but there were some fascinating things that you said. So, the stigma's reducing just because of numbers and practicalities. Yeah. You know, if you've got 15% of the workforce that a <laughs> potential workforce that are that, that single parents and you've only got three four percent unemployment, then you need to accommodate it just practically. Yeah two things you said that were fascinating and, and really relevant in terms of behavioural science. First of all, you said when you got the pain, you burst into tears once Abby fell asleep. Um, that's massive because you were, you did it after she fell asleep. You didn't want her to... You wanted it to be a rock and solid for her. Mm. Now, a lot of parents, single parents, they're, they're, they've got their child and that's the most... They, they'd lean on a child for a young age. They become needy with that child, mm. and that child has to grow up quickly and support the parent. Um, the, the and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you can protect that child and be really strong and resilient in yourself, that gives them a greater platform. Particularly when when your Abby was four years old uh, when yeah. it was happening, that 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 makes a massive difference in a platform for. For her going forward studies show that there's no difference in well-being for um children in 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 single parent households versus two parents and what have yeah. you um but there can be uh, restrictions uh, or, or lower development uh, in terms of cognitive development um uh, in single parent households i can't shy away from what the data is saying but a lot of that's down to poverty and financial stress and issues, but what I find remarkable. So, can I
0: just jump in? This? So, it's not necessarily the fact that we literally don't have time to sit down and go through the homework and all that sort of stuff. I think that's what worries me. The amount of time it, I spend on Kitty's homework is virtually none. It's like teach it can yourself. you be know. that?
2: that it, th- because that is a stress, and that's the stress I- I implemented by financial issues. Because you've got to go out and work, and you're not there as much mm-hmm. uh, necessarily. But the households with the best. Uh, cognitive development of young children and well-being of young children in multi-generational households. So, where you uh, of a single parents, yeah. so actually they do better than husband and wife being together. In whatever format the, the the family unit might be yeah. is having a single parent and grandparents there generally yeah. or an auntie an uncle which reflects most of human history uh, with with yeah. social um, groups and communities and what have you they do the best yeah. now the trouble is now is that most of our our, our parents we, we're more disparate we live further away they're working uh, themselves, themselves so they have less time so your, your parents had other things going on uh, which puts more pressure on you um, as, as, as well to yeah. to to support support Abby. but there's actually hope there um, that that uh, for example with you you had older children yeah. and they almost filled in that role of the grandparents or the uncle and auntie these multi generation yeah absolutely my, my older daughter's
0: 21 and she yeah she's very much stepped into that kind of a additional parent type role mm. you know yeah. but but one of the things I also want to talk about is, is something that I come across a lot through sort of the single parent world and I'm sure Sonia. You know, would know the impact of that. Do you know what's really interesting for me? As a, sing- a full-time single dad, the world says to me, "Oh, bless him, poor bloke. Oh, you know, it must be. I bet he doesn't get his washing done, or he needs help with all that." I think there's a far worse stigma in being a single mum still, and, and I think there's still this this level of, of I don't know, sexism in, in the world where people are so much less sympathetic to mums who are full-time single parents than they are to dads. I mean, I don't know what do you do. You find this?
1: I'm wondering whether uh, it's kind of like I don't know. This is me just kind of brainstorming this a little bit because now mm. I hadn't really I noticed it, but it wasn't something I was really like noticing. But now that you're talking about, it, yeah, I do. Is that men are probably the most the main breadwinner? Yeah. So for a man to be a full-time or single parent, it's like ooh, it really impacts their ability to. Whereas a woman it's a bit like, oh, but at least I have the husband there or yep. the ex-husband financially. So mm. And it's like, well, I never did, I never got that. So, you yeah. know, what's and, and the that difference between- And that is so common.
0: Yeah, we almost expect, there seems to be this notion that the, the dad is still paying money or something. <laughs> and a lot of the time they're really not, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and the, the CSA, you know, the child support services assess them and, you know, they somehow manage to show that they're making $3 a year or something. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah so I think, uh, I think that, and I, especially, uh Uh, and and I mean you know my story around my daughter and and she did develop unfortunately some mental health issues because of bullying at school when she was in high school which were absolutely was absolutely heartbreaking and debilitating Um, is again it was like here I am out there doing what I do and then I was getting that that judgment around oh you work as a coach and you and you can't even help your daughter and you're like oh wow. you know and I'm like hang on I'm a full-time single parent like I actually have to work and, and yeah. other people would judge me and say well you should take off work you shouldn't work if your daughter's dealing with this I'm like whoa I'm trying and, to dick de- and trying you wouldn't to,
0: and they wouldn't say that to a man I don't
1: think they would have hmm. I'm wondering whether they would or not. I just don't think they would yeah. you know I got judged a lot for that and um, that was really tough
0: so i'm just going to catch myself okay. on something i just said to you um there er, of course every instance is individual i know there's a whole movement of dads out there who yeah. who are kind of who don't get to see their kids that have to pay massive amounts of money they still don't get to see their kids yeah. so i just want to recognize that every situation is different some dads doing it really tough yeah. but
1: and i i do know that as well there are some dads doing it really really tough and i do something you know, i do hear about that and yeah. it breaks my heart
0: oh absolutely absolutely um do you think um this pressure that single parents put themselves under, because you, you're talking about what, what there's that stigma that's just been attached to, you and then this thing that you know, oh, you should give up work and look after your daughter. If you're a coach, go and coach your daughter. Um, did, did you find that challenging then? That this society almost puts this pressure on you to be this a mum, and then you also have to earn a living, and you know, there's such high expectations. But are there, Do those expectations come from society, or do you think they come from ourselves?
1: Uh, I think it's. I think it is a bit of, a bit of both. Mm. I think, yeah, we've definitely, you know, definitely when I became a single mum, I put a lot of pressure on myself. There was a lot of guilt. There was a, <laughs> the guilt was all consuming. Uh, I definitely think society does uh, a little bit as well. Mm. You know, the whole single mum. I, I do think it's getting better from when I, I mean, when I was, a, when that was 17 years ago it's definitely different different today Uh, I definitely think this pandemic has definitely shaped shaped because of the flexibility piece Mm -hmm. and things like that Uh, look I still think I mean I I just and I do see other women that are single mums the thing that breaks my heart a little bit and here we are uh, trying to help women get back into the workforce right and help women into leadership roles my career took a massive step back yeah when I became a single parent yeah and it you know for years and years I had to try and get myself back um, you know and I don't know how women do it really or you know obviously men as well not any any single parents but it, it is it it definitely uh, puts a challenge in your well-being on able to earn a living your career and things like that mm-hmm. I think that um, but I, I think personally it's probably more us I yeah. think the pressure we put on ourselves is way too much
0: yeah, ag- agree. And 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 I, I do it myself. You know, you sort of you, you, I sit there on my laptop at seven or eight o'clock at night, thinking I really need to do this because I picked up Kitty today from school because you know, like mm-hmm. I didn't have time to pick her up. Um, so, so, you, so you end up doing those sort of things to make up for it, and, and I'm sure it would go far far more beyond what's necessary. Um, if if you know, if you could go back then and, and sort of look at everything that's happened. Is there anything that you would you would change in the way you do things or advice that you would give to people that are becoming, about to become single parents or have recently become single parents? Because there are so many people, you, you know, you see it on, on Facebook groups every day, there's people becoming single parents all the time and, and, and have no real idea as to what to expect, what to do. Would you have any advice to them? And what, what, what were your key learnings, you know, through that whole process of, of you know, when Abby was four and and, and starting all over again?
1: That's a really great question. There's so much I would actually say to her. Uh, I definitely say to her that she's got it, she's got this. It's amazing how much courage you have when you're faced with that kind of adversity Mm. Uh, to trust the journey. Um, Again, I put way too much pressure on myself and that did translate down to Abby. So there was an element she put a lot of pressure on herself um, she's studying social work now at university oh, great career. and great career and she comes home now all the time there a few weeks ago sorry a few months ago she we were sitting having Mexican she burst out crying in the middle of this Mexican restaurant I'm sitting there looking at her going why are you crying so much and she went I didn't realize a single parent how tough it was for you and how from a social perspective like now I'm studying social work I have a complete new appreciation for and I sat there <laughs> what? Finally, she got it. Like, it, but the thing is, the thing is, I will get it. Like, I think, looking at her now, she is the most kind, courageous, beautiful young woman. Even though we had so many challenges and ups and downs with her having, having to also be a, a child with a single parent. I wish I'd shown her a lot more empathy and compassion so there was times where I was like you're just gonna have to go to childcare. you're gonna have to and the, I wish I'd been a lot more I understand like you know a lot more empathy for kindness for myself and for her um
0: I actually don't know I don't know the answer to that though Sonia because I, I have the same issue where you just feel crap sometimes because yeah. listen just you've got to do this and, and you don't have a choice often you know
1: they do get it they do like abby now goes all those times that i was so angry with you mum and now i look at you and i love you so much more because i saw what you had to go through to bring me up and give me my opportunities and i saw how hard you worked I think the other thing that made a huge difference and I think for Abby is I was even though what happened was horrible what happened whatever circumstances whether it is an amicable breakup or whatever circumstances you become a single parent there's lots of different ways is I always um stayed true to myself in front of Abby like I never was you know what I mean like I, ne- I was never angry or I never I always just went this is the way it is and yeah. I'm going to love each day and be the best I can be each day yeah. and I think um, she didn't see any of that like kind of the any. The, even my ex-husband would look at me and go mm. what, like, what I did to you was absolutely horrendous but you're still staying and I said because there's no point that there's, there's no point in me getting angry I have to be the best version of myself for my child yeah. I have to make sure because it's the child you got to think about like I just kept thinking the best thing I need to do is focus on being the best role model for my daughter, um, that's, awesome. that's all you can do. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I know with myself that um, the, 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 the dad that my daughter gets now is so much more happier than the one eight years ago, I'm a lot happier, I've been through some really difficult times in the last seven or eight years but I, I am. she gets a far happier, a far more engaged dad to be honest with you and, and I sort of asked you earlier, um, about um, you know somebody's about to become a single parent. I, I guess I'll throw it to you on this one, Darren. Is that this is such a, a major conversation to have? Is that so many families do stay together, and, and parents stay together when often it's not the right thing. And, and I know that I was so unhappy, and it wasn't a good. It wasn't good for my kids. Is there much behavioural science and psychology around this this notion of staying together for the sake of the kids versus the benefits of actually?
2: Separate. Yeah, and it's completely contradictory. I've read a lot of studies that say uh, definitively that, um, you know, issues, mental health issues in children of single parents are higher than those of uh, married couples. I've had, read a lot of studies that replicate what, what, what you said, Sonia, is um, often the children say, I didn't realise how difficult it was for you. That, that's them also saying it didn't mess me up inside you know I, I, you, what you went through I was almost oblivious and impervious to it and kids are resilient but actually you're often doing a lot better than you ever realize you're doing yeah. with the children and, and protecting them um, and it's, it's also uh, uh, there's a great quote here that, that, that separation and uh, from a study by Morrison and Coiro separation divorce are associated with increased behavior problems in children but in marriages that don't break up, higher levels of marital conflict have greater right. impacts on the children. Yeah. And so I guess, the, should you stay, should you split, depends on the level of conflict within that relationship. And and again, the key thing as well is to have surround yourself with a network of family, friends and create a network of family and friends to make it easier when you are on your own. You supporting them, them supporting you. But that's that's the key difference. You've got to know and you've got to be brave that if that conflict is really bad, you need to get out for the sake of your kids. Do you know, we usually do these podcasts for about 20
0: minutes, but this one could easily go for about another half an hour, I think. Um, but unfortunately we, we probably do have to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, Sonia, thank you so much. I know this, uh, you know, we obviously first started talking about doing lead- some leadership podcasts and this was something very different. But the single parent thing is something I'm I'm, I'm incredibly passionate about. I think through, through um, this Gold Coast uh, Community Social Group with single parents that I'm, I'm involved with, you know, you do see, how challenging it is, and I do consider myself very fortunate. Despite um, you know some of the difficulties over the years of, of being a single parent, I do consider myself so much fortunate than most people. Thank you for talking to us about this. It is it is appreciated. That, you know, you opened yourself up in, in, around this issue. You know.
1: Well, thank you so much. I just want to add, actually, before you were talking, when you said advice, I definitely think just the last piece of advice is to definitely ask for help. Yeah. So don't be afraid to go. It takes a child to bring up a child, so you know, don't be afraid to kind of reach out to people and friends, mm. and and ask for help, and don't be afraid to take them to work. <laughs> I, honestly, my oh, daughter yeah. now, she's she she's like so she the amount of times she she's seen me speak or she's come to work, and she's so savvy now because she's been exposed to that space. So oh, it, it ex- makes a
0: huge thing. Yeah,
1: expose them to your work. When you expose and talk about your work, then they become a lot more okay i get what she's trying to do or what hmm. my yeah. mum or dad's trying to achieve when they feel they're part of stuff as well so but no it's been a real honor speaking yeah, thank you. to you and if, today
0: and if you're a leader out there who, who doesn't have experience with single parenting you know make space for it allow them to bring the kids in be flexible yeah. do all those things down yeah, them,
2: yeah. yeah. thank
0: you so much um, thank I really you appreciate it and, and thank you dr darren as always for your <laughs> wise words uh, As always, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. You can also connect with us on LinkedIn, TikTok and Facebook. Like and subscribe, please, and leave your comments. Thank you for watching.